You're listening to the Toolstation Western League podcast with Ian Knockholds and Tom Hiscott. Welcome, listeners, to episode 18 of the Toolstation Western League podcast with me, Ian Knockholds, and I am delighted to be joined on the line by James Healy, the social media manager for the Western League. We've had to put Tom back into furlough. Um, he was the first casualty after Boris put us back into lockdown three, but we've 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 wheeled out the big big guns, James. It's good to see you. Andrew Ian, how are you doing? Well, I, I'm probably about as well as everybody at the moment. It's a bit of a depressing time, but I mean, we should reflect on the fact that it was uh, it was your birthday yesterday, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's um... what a strange day to have a birthday on. I know. Yes, yeah, uh, I always moan about my birthday. To be honest, it's too close to Christmas and New Year. No one can afford to ever go out. Uh, and this year, obviously, we're not allowed out, so um, I just stayed at home and done some work. Really, it was um, pretty boring. Do you find that people give you joint presents? No, nah, luckily, I've never had that. So, do you which think is, you're sort nice. of you've got the critical path or the critical period about right? That you know, if it was sort of like anything to do with the twenty seventh or the twenty eighth, you'd be inviting the joint present. But you'll just you've managed to string it out just long enough that people feel obliged to actually get you a proper birthday present after Christmas. Yes, it's in proper birthday wrapping paper and not in the Christmas wrapping paper. So. Yes, uh, it was all good, actually. I had some quite nice gifts this year. Go on, uh, run it, you know, in supermarket sweep fashion. Run us us through those. Yeah, I got a new pair of trainers from the wife, um, a couple of books. Uh, I've just taken on an allotment, so I've got uh, a couple of allotment books, some gardening gloves. I am actually only 37, not 77, though. (laughs) (laughs) You're the Percy Thrower of the Toolstation Western League. I am. I love my. I love my shed. My man. My man cave. I call it. <laughs> and what are we growing in the allotment? You can tell there's no football on, can't you? Yeah, I know. Yeah, uh, I've got. I just planted some garlic and uh, some onions at the moment. Splendid. So I need to build a couple more raised beds uh, so I can get planting. But with the lockdown now, you're allowed down on the allotment. So uh, I'll be spending a bit of time down there. I think. Well, I'm sure coming up in the next few editions of the Toolstation Western League podcast, we'll be exploring the uh, the creation of raised beds with James Healy. Um, but good to know that um, uh, you're growing your onions there, James. You've always struck me as a man who knows his onions. And another man who most certainly knows his onions is Richard Pallett, the vice chairman of the Toolstation Western League. Richard was kind enough to take the time to speak with me um, earlier this week and before, admittedly, um, Boris had put us back into lockdown three. But much of the interview, fortunately, is still very relevant to the Toolstation Western League. And we start off um, with me asking, Richard, what was the league's thinking behind the decision taken to suspend fixtures until at least January the 22nd? Thank you for having me. And it's a pleasure to be with you this afternoon. Uh, The overriding factor here was the decision by the government to place all of Somerset into tier four. So that meant, I think it's eight clubs were instantly prohibited from playing by law. So we felt that uh, the integrity of the competition and its fairness could be threatened if this went on for any sustained period. Um, Previously, clubs had been given the choice as to whether or not they wanted to play. Um, Is this something that you think we're likely to return to? Or do you think that the league would rather um, all clubs return to playing competitively at the same time? 
I think that's the uh, that's the ambition. There's a bit of an unknown here. Simply that um, we don't know when that time will uh, will come when we can start again. Um, ideally, we would like to see everybody returning to uh, competition straight away. Um, that said, plenty of time will be given to enable clubs to prepare properly, and if that enables them to have a friendly match or two friendly matches uh, to get themselves up and running again, then that would be fine. I mean, the FA are meeting with the Step 5 and 6 leagues this week. Um, do you have any idea what's going to be on the agenda for that meeting? I haven't seen a formal agenda, but um, I'm more than happy to share my personal thoughts as to what I think it should be. Um, namely, if we are unable to complete the season, what might that look like? Uh, what would a points-per-game system look like? Uh, at what stage might it be decided as a worst case option to abort the season? What other options are there to, uh, to bring about a successful uh, end to the season? I think most, I think I'd speak for most people that uh, it would be very, very unfortunate if we had to um, abort a second season uh, but um, you know, with things as they are, who knows at the moment? I mean, one last question for you, Richard. Mm. And I, I appreciate you don't have a crystal ball. So I know that this is, you know, all of these questions, it's a very difficult, <clears throat> challenging time for everybody in the game and indeed the country at the moment. But um, I mean, the million dollar question that I'm sure everybody listening to this is interested in hearing the answer to is, does the Western League have a preferred method of concluding this season? Not yet, we haven't. Um, We've spent the uh, the bulk of our time together over the past four or five weeks uh, looking at the situation as it is, as it exists, as to uh, uh, first and foremost trying to carry on playing and then when we couldn't, uh, making that decision and communicating it. Um, the big unknown, of course, is when is the lockdown, when is the lockdown going to cease? And I think... Um, at our forthcoming meetings, and uh, just for the, uh, for the for the benefit of listeners, um, we speak either informally, almost daily, and certainly formally weekly at the moment. Um, we need to start thinking about so, what are the tipping points? What are the dates at which uh, we can't conclude the season in full? What what is the latest possible date as they? 80% of fixtures to be played, 70% and so on. That will then inform what we think uh, sh should be brought into play to um, <coughs> excuse me, uh, bring about a successful conclusion to the season. I mean, we, we talk about the non-league pyramid and um, of yes. course steps five and six um, sit at the bottom of that. I mean, it's good to hear that the, the, the FA were a meeting with the leagues at our level this week. But, I mean, do you think that uh, actually it's going to be leagues and clubs higher up the pyramid that ultimately decide how this, how this season's going to play out? Um, oh, I hope not. <laughs> um, that said, there is talk of this um, restructuring of the National League system. And certainly our latest information is that the um, FA is determined to proceed with this. That said, if steps three and four can't finish for whatever reason or decide not to, 
that could well have a bearing on this. Certainly at the present time, uh, I'm encouraged by the fact that the FA are continuing to have dialogue uh, with step five, step six leagues. My only hope is that uh, this continues and we get a we we get an, an outcome which is um, which works for everybody. And my thanks to Richard for his time. Uh, now um, we uh, we've had a bit of social media interaction. James, which is, of course, very much your domain. And and one of the regular sort of Western League watchers of... Uh, we've had him on the podcast, of course, as well, Adam Thurston. Um, he's um, He's been very... He continues to be very active on, on social media. And uh, he's used the lockdown periods um, to great effect, hasn't he? Because I think he's he's writing a book. Yeah, he is, yes. Um, we've been in touch with him. We're going to be... Hopefully, you're going to be interviewing him at some point on the on here. Uh, but he sent over some info, which we're going to type up and uh, get a story put up on the uh, Tool Station website. Uh, basically, yeah, he's he writing a book about the history of the uh, Western League, really. So he's he putting a, a plea out for people to get in touch if they've uh, got any info about grounds, basically, at the moment. Uh, so he wants history of the uh, Western League grounds. So any old photos that people have got or any info about the grounds and get in touch with either us or Adam. And, um, he's been putting pictures up on, on Twitter of how far he's got. He's up to like 100 pages, I think, and 30,000 words at the moment, I think it is. So it's uh, it should be good good read when uh, when he eventually finishes it. But if anyone has got any any info on grounds, then get, get in touch. He, he would love to hear from you. Is Is that current grounds do we know james or i mean obviously over the years there's been many sides that have that have graced the, the western league i mean is it could it include those historical sides as well yeah it wants, um any anything really so old grounds uh history of clubs ground situation like one ground have they got any old grounds uh, old photos of grounds as well that you would love uh, when grounds were open record crowds floodlights new stands any info uh he would love to hear from you adam has a very um, big presence on social media um, for those people who want to get in touch with him. I know that, um, you know, his Twitter handle, which will be known to many of you, I'm sure, is a Thurston underscore 1996. Uh, and as Jim said, we will be getting him on the podcast to tell us a bit about his book and um, in particular those areas that he'd really like some more information on. Um, so that will be um, that will be great. Um, to, to hear from Adam and we've got some other guests lined up as well I think the lockdown gives us an opportunity perhaps to to, to sort of look outside of just our manager interviews we're going to keep those going as well but um, you know there's a whole host of fascinating volunteers and particularly I'm thinking about the people who take pictures in the um, in the Western League I know Jim this has been an area that you 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 take some you take a fair few pictures yourself but on the website and in Tom's bulletin you know we, we really have been getting a bumper crop of um, some really fantastic max action haven't we we have yeah and uh, every week it surprises me of the quality that we get sent through these people are going out taking the photos and the hammering down rain i'm a i'm a fair weather photographer myself if it's raining <laughs> the camera stays in the bag and i'm under a shelter somewhere uh, but these guys are out and about in all weathers without fail every week following their clubs doing it for nothing and you know some of the photos we get are, are brilliant they really are if you're thinking, Toolstation, I know they'll save me money, but do they have all the top brands? You know, DeWalt, Makita, Einhell, Stanley, Myra, Kudox, Nest and Santex. Yeah, they do. 
over 15,000 trade quality products in the range from the leading brands with prices that are hard to beat. If you want to help enhance to save on your next job, try Toolstation. With over 300 branches, there's always a Toolstation near you. Now, I did mention just then that um, we will keep our manager interviews going. And um, with that in mind, I had a chat with Tim Legg uh, this week. He's the manager of Wellington. Um, the, the lockdown period is a great opportunity for us to perhaps get around some of those clubs that we haven't heard from yet on the podcast. And we haven't heard from Wellington for a while. So it was great to, to catch up with Tim. And we did have a bit of football to talk about because, of course, they had a fantastic 2-0 win away at Bridport on Boxing Day. So I started my interview with Tim by saying what a perfect way that was to say goodbye to the year 2020. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a really good result for us and a, and a, a really important one as well um, going into the new year. Uh, we hadn't played throughout the whole of um, November um, and then the end of October was our la- uh, game before that. So it was a bit of a strange one going into the game. Uh, we managed to fit in a couple of training sessions before we, we played the game. But, yeah, a really important result for us, um, considering we're both uh, near at the bottom of the table. And, uh, yeah, the boys played really well and, and got the result we needed. So you were happy with the performance? Yeah, the, the performance was really good. Um, we had a la- large possessions of the ball. We had a lot of opportunities as well. Um, I think it would be fair to say the Bridport did a really, really good job in defending and the uh, goalkeeper made a good couple of saves. And I think it would be fair to say that we, we could have won a, a few more um, by a few more as well. Well, you, you, you talked about, obviously, the, um, the lockdown we had in November, um, but the fixture list wasn't particularly kind to you, was it, in October? I mean, your last <laughs> few games were against the likes of Exmouth, Cribs, Tavistock, Parkway, and Clevedon. All, all of the um, all of the form teams in the league. Yeah, we in October we had a tough run. We had eight games in total, so that in itself was a was a bit of a challenge. And like you said, a lot of them against the, the top teams in the league. Um, what was positive were they were close games. Um, we were only lost by the odd goal um, and conceded a couple of late goals against the top teams as well. Um, out of the, the 14 games we've played, nine of them have been the top 10 teams um, and we're competing against the top teams, which which is great to see um, and great to be part of. And we're enjoying um, progressing together and, and enjoying the, the process of getting better together as well. I mean, Parkway have handed out a few hidings this season. I mean, you were at the wrong end of a 6-1 scoreline um, at the start of, of the campaign. But, um, I mean, that draw you achieved at Parkway, um, the 2 all draw, I mean, that really was a standout result. You must have been incredibly proud with that. Yeah, we'd, it was, it's fair to say we, we, have to, we had to adapt and we had to change our, our style of play because, obviously, Parkway are the, are the strong team in the league and um, we had to give them some respect for for how strong they are. So... Um, we we managed to get the two all draw and and it <laughs> it is fair to say we probably did defend to seventy to eighty minutes of it, but we limited their chances to long strikes and and scrambles within the goal. And luckily we scored two on the counter attack and we managed to defend really well and keep the ball out of our own net um, on the day. So um, I think eight. I think it'd be fair to say it's great for us that we got the result, but. 
if we play like that seven times out of ten, I, I think Parkway sneak sneak the goal and get the win. But um, on that day, we were we were lucky to get the the draw, and and we'll we'll take the point from it. Well, I'm sure Jose Mourinho would have been impressed with with that. Um, <laughs> you, you mentioned obviously Parkway are a very strong side, but I mean, having come up against so many of the other big, you know, well, form teams, let alone the big teams in um, in the Western League. I mean. In, in October, which which sides impressed you the most? You know, which, which ones did you think were the most competitive? Um, I, I was really impressed with Clevedon. Um, I think their their style of play is is, is quite obvious to see, and, and they do it really really well. Um, they defend their own half really really well, and they've got some uh, really good players that can counter attack. So. Clevedon, I've been really impressed with, um, and they, they've got a few good young players in, in their team as well, which which are good to watch. Cribs as well, that they, they look they look quite dangerous um, in the attack, quite solid. Um, but yeah, it's every game, every game within this league, you're you're always going to be have a different test every game, and that's a great thing about being part of of the Western League Premier is every week, every game you come up with a different challenge. There's a lot of great clubs within the league and that's that's the good part of good part of being involved. Now that difficult start that you mentioned um um you know in terms of the fixture list, I mean that hasn't helped your league position. You you currently you're seventeenth. I mean do you think that's about right or would you like to see or do you do you, or do you think that Wellington really should be higher? Uh well the league table never lies and I think um our aspiration, if you like, is to get into the top ten. Um, obviously, because we've played um, out of our fourteen games, nine of them have been to the top ten. Because we've played the top teams and the informed teams is the reason, probably, why we've lost a couple of games when we could have drew or could have got got a win. Um, but yeah, our aspiration is to become a, a top half Western League team, and it's, it's not going to be easy because, like I said, there's a lot of good teams and a lot of solid teams within the the league at the moment but as we, as I said before we, we're looking we're enjoying progressing together um, we're looking to, um, to progress even further and hopefully when all things clear clear up and the season goes again we'll be ready to go again Well you were scheduled to play Buckland on January the 2nd obviously that game's been suspended and now fixtures have been suspended until January the 22nd at the earliest so how are you feeling at this particular moment in time about this season? Uh, I think I think you just got to be adaptable with what what happens and and not really look forward too much. You've got to um, just take it within the within your stride, really. So I think the next reviews on the sixteenth um, probably not looking likely that will that will play after that. Um, depending on what happens tonight in the the what Prime Minister says, um, but. Hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed, we'll, we'll be able to get going um, soon. And I know the clubs work really, really hard on the, the risk assessment and there's some great volunteers out there that, that make it happen. So hopefully we can get going again and get the league um, started again. I think you make a very important point there about the hard work that the, the volunteers across the league have been have been putting in to get us playing as as much as we have this season. I mean... How are how are the how are the volunteers how are the fans and the club officials at Wellington holding up at the moment? Um, yeah, it's, it's fair to say I think for every every club that it's it's um, a challenging 
um, thing thing to to go through, isn't it? With with all the restric- restrictions and all the the measures that you have to put in place to um, get the game going, and and for the players and for the management as well, it's, it is a bit strange because um, I think there's there's not as many people watching uh, at, at certain games. Have to, like team talks have to be done separately. Um, that the last game at Bridport, it was it was done outside um, on the pitch, and before the game, we were split into two um, in, in two separate changing rooms. Come the assessment, so there is a lot of um, hard work that goes behind the scenes, and and I'm very grateful and appreciative of every volunteer and everyone that does that um, for the players and for the for the management team as well because um, it is a lot of work and like I said we want to get the, the games going um, but only when it's safe to do so Well this is the first time we've had a chance to have a chat Tim and um, it's lovely to talk to you but um, for the listeners who aren't familiar with your with your background can you tell us about your footballing journey to the Wellington dugout? Yeah so um, as a player I've, I've been um between Western League and, and Summer League, really, with the likes of Chard, um, starting off with, and then Taunton, and then um, Bridgewater, and then as a player, player for Wellington. Um, and then two years, season and a half ago, um, the opportunity came about to, to take over as Wellington manager, and I decided to give it a go. Um, and here we are today with <laughs> a COVID season that struck it off, and then a kind of a COVID um, season, don't know what's going on at the moment, um, and we're looking to, to build and progress uh, as a team on, on the field. And my thanks to Tim for his time. Now, before we let you go, uh, James, um, obviously when we, we when we ever have you on the on the podcast, we like to talk about the social media campaigns um, that we're running. And um, really, from the very start of the coronavirus pandemic, we started our Think of a Fan campaign, and I guess that's as relevant today as it's ever been. It is, yeah, especially with the announcement yesterday. Um, the Think of the Fan, uh, we keep that going because it it goes down really well. And hopefully, it's uh, it's made people think of the fan that they stand and have a beer with. And I put a tweet up on Saturday when it would have been half time, and the interactions we had from that was uh, was really good. So it's just getting it out there. Of think of think of the fan that you would have a beer with or a bovril with on a Saturday. What are they doing? Are they okay? You haven't seen or heard from them for a while. Uh, pick up the phone, send them a text, give them a call. Well, I was going to say knock on their door, but I don't know if you're allowed to do that at the moment, are you? Not at the moment, mate, no. Um, and, I mean, the other thing is, of course, yes, it's important to think of a fan, but, but have a think about yourself and your own and your, and how you're feeling about your own mental health. I noticed that, that you put out a tweet this morning with some really useful numbers from a, a host of organisations that provide support to people at the moment, including Mind. And, of course, we spoke to Mind on the podcast not that long ago. Yes, I think it's important, as you say there, to think of number one. A lot of people don't, unfortunately. Um they're always thinking of other people, but I think looking after yourself is uh, is definitely a high priority. I mean, I've been in dark situations myself previously. People reached out to me, which I was really thankful for. But yeah, the numbers that I put out are on our Twitter feed. So yeah, if, if people are struggling, you can't can't drum at home hard enough. Really, just uh, get in touch with someone. Think of yourself. 
And I suppose the other part that think of a fan campaign, you know, we think about those people we see on a Saturday, um, but of course our clubs wouldn't run on a Saturday without the volunteers that do some amazing work. And, you know, many in many cases, these people are, are the unsung heroes, not just of their clubs, but of, of their leagues. And, you know, we're thinking about the groundsmen who cut the grass in all weathers and prepare the pitch and the guy who take, takes the... Um, you know, takes your ticket money from you at the gate or sells the raffle tickets at half time. So we're going to be um, expanding out our Think of a Fan campaign to, to, to reach out to the club so that we can celebrate their unsung heroes, give them their 15 minutes of fame, you know, give them an opportunity to sort of share what it is they do and why they do it and why they love they love Western League football. And I'm sure that we're going to get a few of them on the podcast as well, because um, if um, if the Western League convention is anything to go by, these are the characters who have a few stories to tell um, uh, over the years they've been involved in the game. And one final campaign, of course, we launched this, um, I think this was at Lockdown 2, wasn't it? The show must go on. And um, yes, if you're looking to get your your, your football fix, Jim, then um, there's there's no better place to go than uh, than the, the Western League website at the moment because we've got our page, haven't we? Where we're bringing together all of the fantastic social media, YouTube content uh, that our clubs have um, have been producing um, this season. Yeah, it's a easy one one stop to have a look. Basically, if you want want your football fix and you don't want to watch the Premier League that's on telly. And you love your Western League, then head to the Tool Station League website. Uh, there's one page on there. The show must go on um, with all the links for for clubs that have sent in. And if any other clubs want to send in their links to us, just get in touch. We'll add them to the page. Um, and of course, we've done a couple of bits since uh, since we were suspended. Obviously, they they put up all of their goals from the first half of the season. So uh, yeah, just um, head there basically and have and have a watch. Yeah, we, we've tried to sort of showcase what's best about the uh, the league's social media content. Obviously, listeners will remember the interviews we've done this season with Mike Parrish from, from Plymouth Parkway. And I'm really pleased to announce it, um, today that we're looking to put together a social media seminar that's specifically designed to help our member clubs improve um, their social media content with tips and tricks that um, uh, some of the best our league has to offer um, are happy to share to improve the content for all clubs um, in the Tool Station Western League. Um, James, thank you very much um, uh, for your time today. Uh, it's uh, it's good to it's good to be with you again, even if we are even if these are strange times, in particular strange times to have a have a birthday on. But anyway, um, many happy returns of the day. Um, to you and uh, I look forward to you joining me next week on the Tool Station Western League podcast. (laughs) 